Okay, thank you everyone for coming. So, uh, we're going to try tonight, Bezis Hashem, the best that we can to discuss the Sugya of Hashan Rabbah. The official uh, title this year was Demystifying Hashan Rabbah. Um, as we know, Chazal tell us there's Shivan Panam Lutaira. So, there's a tremendous amount of discussion of the depth of Hashan Rabbah, and um, there's numerous applications of that shot in Hashan Rabbah and all of its depth in the Pardes in all the aspects of Torah. I'm going to try my best tonight uh, to just go through a more basic Mahalach without using too many fancy terms, something that hopefully we can all uh, gain from. I gained a lot from preparing this year. I'd like to thank uh, Brian for giving the impetus for me to give this year. Um, it brought to me some chidushim, and I hope to share them with you as well. So we're going to go in order of Tanakh. And the question I want to start with is, what's the first place in the Torah that we have a remes to Hashanah Rabbah. And surprisingly, the answer I found to this question so far, maybe next year we'll have more, but the, f- the first I found so far is Reb Chaim Kanievsky's Atzal. In time of the Kro, in the Sefer on Chumash, at the end of Parshas Vayechi, the last Pasuk in Parshas Vayechi is Vayomas Yosef ben Meves, Roshonim Yosef HaTzadik dies, he's 110 years old. So the basic question Reb Chaim Kanievsky asks is that three Pesukim before that, three or four Pesukim before that, already said that Vayechi Yosef, Yosef lived 110 years. Why is the Torah have to repeat the last Pasuk of Vayechi telling us that Yosef HaTzadik died at 110 years old? Says Rechaim Kanievsky. So the Torah is coming to teach us here, the Yisai that we know from Chazal, that Tzadikim live uh, full lives. Like we learned from Yosher Rabbeinu, right? 120 years. Yosher Rabbeinu was born and died on the same day. Says Rechaim Kanievsky, presumably the Torah is hinting to us the same thing about Yosef HaTzadik as well. Yosef, the Medrash tells us, was born on Chafal of Tishrei. That's tonight, that's Hashanah Rabbah. Therefore, it'll follow, says Rechaim Kanievsky, that Yosef HaTzadik died 110 years later on Chafal of Tishrei, which is Hashanah Rabbah. Vim Kane, says Rechaim Kanievsky, last line, Niftar Gam came to Hashanah Rabbah. Says Rechaim, Me'ev Eser, the words 110, Soifei Tevis, the last two letters are Hey Reish, which is a remez Hashanah Rabbah. Says Rechaim Kanievsky, the first hint in the Torah to Hashanah Rabbah is Yosef HaTzadik's death. Now, if I would tell you this, the name of Chassid Shereba, you would tell me, yeah, it's Chassid Shatayra. This is Rechaim Kanievsky, straight out from Bnei Brak. This is not Chassid Shatayra. He doesn't tell you where he's coming from. Maybe he had it from some obscure medrash. But this is his first source in the Torah from Yosef HaTzadik's death that we have to Hashanah Rabbah. Now, why? What's the connection between Yosef HaTzadik and Hashanah Rabbah? Why specifically at the end of Parshas Vayechi? I hope at the end, Be'ez Hashem, to come back to answer that question. So that's the first remez in the Torah. Source number two is Parshas Pinchas, that we're more familiar with. That's the Pesukim we've been laying every day throughout the Yom for the Maftir. At the last, the, all the Karbanas of each day of, 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 uh, of Sukkot. So the Pasuk there says, we'll be on Mashvi, the seventh day, which is today, Hashanah Rabbah. Tomorrow we're going to lay this. Parim Shiva Elim Shanaim Kvasim Neishana Abbasar Tamimim. Uminchasam Vineskem Laparim. So you bring all the various animals, you bring the Minchasim, the, the Minachas with them, the Nesachim with them. Excuse me, the Vlakfasim, the Misparam, Kimishpatam. The key word here is Kimishpatam, like it's the creed. So the Gemara, which I just used the Taratimimah for, for easier reference here, picks up on this word Kimishpatam. The rest of the days of Sukkot, it says Kimishpat, like, like, like it's a decree. Why are we here specifically Mishpatam? The Gemara Darshans, if you look through the other days as well, there's an extra Mem in one of the days of an Eskeyem. There's an extra Yud in the sixth day we're laying this morning, and there's an extra Mem here, Kimishpatam. That's the extra letters, Mem, Yud, Mem, is Mayim. That is the Khan says the Gemara is a remez and Isa Chamayim in Atayra. So the Gemara darshan is the word Kemish Patam. That again, the word itself is not extra. The letter Mem is the extra. That's the extra part. And there, the Gemara makes a Joshua of Nisa Chamayim. And that's a whole discussion unto itself. The mitzvah of Nisa Chamayim, which was unique in the Beis Amigdash, the mitzvah of what we call Simchas Beis HaShueva. However, comes along the Rekeach, a Rishon, in source number four. And the Rekeach says, very interesting. On Rosh Hashanah, when we discuss the Karbanis, it also uses the word Kimishpatam, instead of using Kimishpat, like it would have been normal. And he says, so Rosh Hashanah ksiv Kimishpatam, ubiyoyim zayin shal sukis, it says Kimishpatam, like we just said. Kibur Rosh Hashanah says the Rekech, Yoshev bedin HaKadosh Baruch Hu sits in John Rosh Hashanah, ubiyoyim shana rabba mara eich don. So the Rekech says, 
Avada Chazal have their drasha from the extra letter of the end of Memo Mishpatam Tanisa Chamayim, but the word itself says the Rekech is unique, and that word only appears otherwise by Karbanis by Rosh Hashanah. Says the Rekech, here's a source to what Chazal will see shortly more sources for this, but the Rekech says it's Marumas in the Pasuk that the same word <coughs> used for the um, carbon. By Hashan Rabbah is the same word used for the carbon on Rosh Hashanah because the aspect of Hashan Rabbah represents din just like Rosh Hashanah does. Similarly, the Rakech says a few psukim later, he says it's interesting, you note know, that passage we read, seven end mems in a row, seven final mems in a row, says the Rakech, the seventh day, the Hashan Rabbah, we go around seven times, we'll do that tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, then he says again, similar like he said before, He says a little differently though, similarly he says, Everything that was decreed in Rosh Hashanah, Then we know, like the Gemara tells us, the Then he says these cryptic words. Some aspect of the shadow of it, some element of it is represented as well on Hashan Rabbah. So again, we have Kimish Patam, the idea that, that it's similar to Rosh Hashanah, and the fact that he uses the same word in the Torah, and the uh, Rekech then says further that there's an aspect of it, it's like the Gemara tells us, uh, Rosh Hashanah, it's, it's Ksiva, Yom Tzim Kippur is the Chasima, and then there's some aspect of some remnants of some imagery of the Din that's uh, visible on Hashan Rabbah as well. Um, Chaim Kanievsky doesn't miss a beat, so again, source number five, back to Chaim, he says in time of the Krah, Bishvi Shalchag, similar to what the Rekechta said, um, the seventh day of Sukkot says Kimishpatam, and Chazal already make their drasha, that's referring to Nisach Hamayim, like we said. Hashanah Rabbah is the final, the end of everything. He says, like, Mishpatam is like a bookend, like the end of all the Mishpatim, all the, all the judgments end on Hashanah Rabbah. And therefore, Chaim says, similar to the Rekeach, um, that the Mishpatam is the idea that it represents the, the day of the final judgment. Now, just FYI, um, although Reb Chaim doesn't quote the Rekeach, the Rekeach was put out by Reb Chaim Kanievsky. The footnotes on the bottom of what I copied, we have it over here, three volume, it, the Rekeach was a Rishon, but it was edited and annotated by Reb Chaim, so he was very familiar with everything the Rekeach said, so I'm assuming he had some um, source there, even though he doesn't quote it explicitly. Okay, now what Zayar is he referring to? Rebchayim Kinesi quotes the Zayar. So the source number six, this is the famous Zayar, which is quoted in many sources. Uh, B'yoyim, it says the Zayar, Shvi, the Chag, the seventh day of Sukkis, who siyuma the Dina, the Alma, it's the end of this time of judgment of the world that started um, Rosh Hashanah, who piskin nafim malka, and the notes come out from the king's uh, palace, from the, from the, from the, that's what we say, piska tava, it's based on the Zayar, that idea there's some notes, so to speak, the, the Rosh Hashanah was the Ksiva, Sam Kippur was the Chasima and the um, the notes, I guess the filing, so to speak, of all those paperwork, a lot of paperwork, and all that's going to be filed today on Hashanah Rabbah. That's what the Zayar says. Now, the Bavli, which we'll get to a little later, doesn't really uh, reference Hashanah Rabbah as the day of, of judgment at all. However, there is a Yushalmi, very interesting Yushalmi. The Yushalmi, um, source number seven, Says Amr Rabbi Yaina, the Yushami there is discussing, when, which the Babi has a similar discussion, but doesn't quote this drasha. They're discussing when the right time to blow shoifer is, meaning when are people in shul, by Shachas or by Musaf, right? This discussion has not ended till this day, right? When's the bigger crowd? People come on time or people leave early and whatever. So, okay, so the Gemara goes back and forth, and Rabbi Yaina there in the middle of the Yushami says, Amr Rabbi Yaina, Ksiv, the Pasuk in Yeshaya says, and this is read on the Haftar of Yom Kippur, Va'aisi Yom Yom Yidrushun. That people seek me out, Akadosh Baruch Hu says day and day, meaning twice. Which two days is this referring to? Says the um, Yushami Zutkia, the day of Tkia, which is Rosh Hashanah, and Arava, the day we take the Arava. So the Pnei Moshe, which is the main commentary there on the side of the Yushami, says that they come. Everyone comes to Shul on Rosh Hashanah. That's what we're familiar with. And he says Yom Shal Arava Shakol Boyim Lispal Everyone knows Yushami says you come to Shul to Davin Rosh Hashanah Rabba. Now you would ask me, you would think that. Everyone knows to come to shul two days a year. That's Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So why did Yushalmi um, speak out Hashanah Rabbah over Yom Kippur? So the answer to that, Rabbi Chaim Kanevsky actually speaks this out in time of the Quran. Yeshaya, I didn't put it on the page, but there Rabbi Chaim says because the whole, if you know the pesukim in Yeshaya there, which um, 
we don't all know, unfortunately, but if you know the background there, the background is talking about Yom Kippur. So it's already the context of the Pasuk is talking about Yom Kippur. Hence, that, that's why we have this, these Pesukim are the Haftar on Yom Kippur. And therefore, the Drasha is going to be for two other days they're going to come. If Ad, everyone comes to Yom Kippur. This is not an excuse not to come to Shul on Yom Kippur, but the two other days everyone comes to Shul are Rosh Hashanah and uh, Hashanah Rabbah. Now, the, the Yushalmi doesn't say that Hashanah Rabbah What's unique about it, it doesn't say, like the Zayar said, there's some siyum of the din, it's the end of the din, or it's pisk enough from Malka, but there's something between the lines here happening on Hashanah Rabbah that Yashami knew that says that's why everyone comes to shul. So before we go weiter and get a little deeper into this, just a, a, a so interesting quote from Shlomo Zalman. In the Sefer Alicha Shlomo, which is the collected uh, psukim and stories and things from Shlomo Zalman there, Talmidim bring down that Shlomo Zalman had in one of his notebooks written as follows. Why was it that if you look through you look through regular Bavli, standard texts that we're familiar with, we don't find that Hashan Rabbah has a special uniqueness of being the Siyum of the Dina, like the, like the Uzziah says. Why wasn't it front line? Why wasn't this uh, headlines in every uh, Sefer, you know, back in the day? Says Rosh Zam, an interesting idea. Why wasn't it so revealed in the earlier generations? In those generations, people, when they read this thing, they actually took it to heart. And people would actually be half pachat hadin. And they would get a little, uh, to, they would sit there a little bit, they would shake. And they would take it so seriously, it would ruin their simchas yantif. And the mitzvah of simcha is the highest on Sukkis, she mitzvah menatayra kol shmonasayam. It says of Shemazam, the reason why in the early generations this wasn't so spoken about was because we didn't want it to be so known because everyone would get too nervous because they took their emas hadin really seriously. They understood it on a higher level. And there would be paigim in the mitzvah saseh v'samach tebechagecha. So therefore, it wasn't so well known. Now, what does that say for our generation? I don't know. Shlom Zalman said it already. So we're just saying over what he said. He says that we could... Um, learn it and hopefully learn from it at the same time take a lesson from it and hopefully it won't impact our Simchas Yantif uh, on, the, on the same way it would have done the earliest to Rishonim. Okay, so now so far just recap quickly what we said so far. We said the first Makar for Hashanah Rabbah and the Torah from Yosef HaTzadik, very interesting and we hopefully we'll get back to that why that is. Then we have this whole drasha from the Rekeach of Kemishpatam, that idea that the final Mishpat is on um, Hashanah Rabbah, that's when we see the tzel of, of the din. Um, this uh, Zayas has a similar idea, Siyumah the Dina, the end of the din, and it's Yushami that everyone should come to shul on Hashanah Rabbah. Says the Bnei Saskar, a little Hasidic Shatari, it won't get too heavy in the Bnei Saskar, it's a big piece. I cut out, it looks like it's one long paragraph here if you could see the teeny print, but really it's a whole bunch of, it's a pages and pages, I just cut out some of the paragraphs. He's bothered by a basic question here, so one second. We had Rosh Hashanah, we had the Ksiva, and we had the Chasimah on Yom Kippur. So the Din's case is closed, right? Simple question. So what, what's happening with these filing? If all the day of Hashanah Rabbi is, like kind of we said before, it's just filing of the notes, all the records have to go to where they have to go. So the Pisk and Nuf can be Bey Malka, the notes are coming out from the King's Palace. So that's already a done deal. It already happened a week ago or a week and a half ago on Yud Tishrei, on, 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 on Yom Kippur. So what's so unique, what's so special about Hashanah Rabbi? Says the Bnei Sosra very Pasha. Okay? We all know that the Bezin Shalmaila works like the Bezin Shalmata, meaning, however, we paskin down here, however, halacha works, that's going to be mimicked up above in the Bezin Shalmaila. He says, What's the halacha down here? We have a Sugyan Gitin, many of us are familiar with, and that's why I like this Pshat, because I'm learning Gitin. The what's Pshat? We have a Machlaikis and Gitin, whether Ede Chasima Karti or Ede Messir Karti. Which Edim effectuate the actual document. Now, the main machlok is by Gittim, but this really is true by any document which is carrying out and making a chalois. We paskin, like Rabbi Eliezer, that means that even if the, the, the document is signed and the Baal gave all the das and put all his kayach uh, into it, the Kenyan, it doesn't effectuate itself until it's given over in front of Edim. The Mesira is the Iker. And if you look there, that's this I'm not going to speak out too much, but the fact that we passed like Rabbi Eliezer, why that has relevance, because Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer was a Gilgal of Ruven, Ruven is the first person who did Tshuva, that's more for Chassidah Shatayra, but we pass in Lamaisa Edem Esir Karti, says the Bnei Sashor, it's Poshet, since we pass Edem Esir Karti, when's the Esir of the Din? Hashanah Rabbah. So that's why there's something happening today also, it's not just some, you know, some uh, you know, office uh, 
person just putting papers away in a filing cabinet. This is when we said the piskinuf from Bay Malka. If that's what's effectuating the shtaris, the gitin, when that when that takes effect, when the, whenever that mesira is done, so the mesira today, tonight, tomorrow is the mesira of the uh, of the din of of uh, of bezin shamayla. So that has to take be seriousness has to be taken with a certain level of seriousness as well, because that's when it's going to be effectuated. That's when it actually go into effect. So that's why we're we're taking that as the most uh, uh, or a serious aspect of the chasima. Okay. So so far we spoke about two sources in the Torah for Hashanah Rabbah, and we have this nice idea from the Bnei Yisachar that it's the Mesira, it's the giving over, just like we have a Mesira Karta. So we paskin so to the seriousness of Hashanah Rabbah. Now this next shtickle Torah is going to take a few minutes to speak out. I heard this a few years back from Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson Shlita, who is now of St. Louis fame. Um, he developed it for a very long time. I'm going to try to summarize what I heard from him in this Nikud, the next page. Um, and it's very fascinating. Big Chiddush. So we know the Haftarah from the second day of Sukkot and the Haftarah on Shemini Atzeres is from the eighth parak of Melochim. That's by the Hanukkah base Hamikdash Arishoin and Bimei Shloima. And what happened then was very interesting. Everyone came when the Beis was completed. Klai Yisrael came. And we'll, we'll read through some of the Pesukim over there in source number 10. Everyone gathered to, the, to Shloima. Kolish Yisrael, everybody came. The month of the Yisrael, which is Tishrei. Bechog, Hua Chodesh Ashvi, in the seventh month. Yisrael Yisrael everybody came. From the northernmost border to the southernmost border, meaning Gans Klaisol from Eretz Yisrael was there. There were seven days and seven days. So what happened was Ches Tishrei started the Chanukah Sabayis. That's when the festivities start. It was for seven days. Let's do the math. Ches Tes Yud Yud Aleph Yud Beis Yud Gimel Yud Dal. So the first round of party seven days ends on Yud Dalid. Then they decided to do another seven days because going to Sukkot, everyone's ready in a festive mood. What's better than we're already here for Ali Regal? So we'll have another seven days. So again, so now Tezvav, Tezvav, Tezayin, Yedzayin, Yudches, Yetes, Chaf, Chafalaf. The last of the seventh days was the last day of Sukkot. Today, Hashanah Rabbah. By Yom Hashmini, at the end, right? So now comes comes Shmini Atzeres. The pasuk concludes Shilach Hasa'am. They sent forth the, the people. Everyone was dismissed. Now the Gemara explains it actually go home. Shmini Atzeres was Yantif, but the party was over, right? Everyone blesses Shlomo HaMelech. Everyone goes back to their tents. In a good mood. What, what, uh, and all the good that happened to them, etc. So the Gemara makes a very interesting observation here. Like we just said a moment ago, the first seven days of the party started on Ches. So now we know Yud Tishrei is a pretty serious day. It's not such a party day. That's Yom Kippur. So what happened on Yom Kippur during that? Says the Gemara Ma'ikat Daf Tes, Source Eleven. Just um, the Gemara there is discussing the Isra of Ein Ma'arvin Simcha B'Simcha. Why Shlomo Melech started the party on Ches? Why didn't he just wait a week and start the party later? On? So everyone's coming anyway for Sukkot. So right, like more convenient. Just wait. Why make everyone come early? Just make everyone come for Sukkot because everyone's being oil regal and start the Chanukah Sabbath. Then the Gemara gets a whole discussion why he didn't do that. That's not for us right now. And then the Gemara picks up where it's underlined over there on the top. Umrav Parnach, Umrav Yechanan. Oyster Shana, that year of the Chanukah's Beis Hamigdash Arishain, Loy Asu Yisrael Yom Kippur. Klai Yisrael did not commemorate Yom Kippur. Vayudaygim, and they were afraid, meaning Klai Yisrael ate on Yom Kippur that year. They did not fast. Meaning the Torah says, Vinisim has not Sashayichem, and they will see in a minute why, but Klai Yisrael that year decided Yom Kippur is a party day. Vayudaygim, and they were afraid, they were worried. And they said, It's a euphemism, means to say, maybe us, Kalal Yisrael, uh, have to be killed. It's if eating Yom Kippur. The Baskal emanated and said, Don't worry, everything's good. Everyone's going to Olam Haba. Then the Gemara gets into the whole drasha, how they knew they can be Mavatal Yom Kippur. The Gemara says they made a Kavachaymer from the Mishkan. We don't go through all the details of that right now, but it's very interesting. They made the Kavachaymer. The Gemara at the end says, goes back to this Bryce and says, So again, the Shleim HaMelech Ubezdinai in that Kufa made a Kavachaymer from the Mishkan that they should have Vatayon Kippur that year. The Torah says, They had a Drosh learned down from the Mishkan that just like the Mishkan was, was you were able to have certain mitzvahs, so too uh, the Chanukah Sabayis so of the Beis HaMikdash. Then the Bryce says, How we know they were forgiven? Very interesting question. What do you mean? If they had a libud from Shlomo HaMelech that they were allowed to not keep Yom Kippur, they were allowed to violate Yom Kippur that year, they didn't have to be, there was no mechila that was needed. 
they did the right thing. Bezdin got up, proclaimed, there's no Yom Kippur, everyone eat, drink, and be merry. It's time to celebrate the Chanukah's uh, Beis HaMikdash. But Gemara says, no, how do we know that they were had a Mechila? The Tani Tachlifa, similar to what we said before, I'll call here. So it says that they all went home, they were happy, their wives were all Tahar, they were able to conceive, they had they were able to give birth, everyone was able to have a Ben Zachar, and everyone lived happily ever after. Everyone's kulam zumanim lachayalam haba. Very strange. So again, we have the whole story here. If you read the Gemara at face value, it sounds like everything was okay. Paskind. They don't have to keep Yom Kippur this year. Obviously, the following year they went back to keep Yom Kippur. It wasn't battle forever. We know we keep Yom Kippur. There was a one-year pass for Yom Kippur, but the Gemara seems to say there was something that had to get a mechila, and mechila was because they heard the baskel before they heard the baskel. But they were, the Gemara said before they were worried. What were they still worried about? So one more Gemara. The Gemara Masechtas Harius. Very interesting Gemara. The Gemara in Harius and the whole first parak of Harius discusses a very unique carbon which is very strange circumstance. The Gemara discusses a carbon, the Mishnah Chusis idea, which is discussed in the beginning of Sefer Vayikra, of a par helam dover shel tzibur. What's the circumstance? The circumstance here is, if the, we know if a person does an Avera, he brings a chatas, every individual. Even if a thousand people did the same Avera, each individual has to bring their old carbon chatas. However, if Kalal Yisrael uh, followed a psak of Bezdin, Hagadol, who paskin that a certain chayve krisis was mutter, and they made a mistake. For example, chaylev is a chayv increase. We can't eat certain fats of an animal. If bez and paskin are a certain piece of animal or a certain cut, that this is not chaylev, and Gans klai soul ate it, or roiv klai soul ate it, and they realize the next week they made a mistake, so not everybody has to bring a chatas. The bezin has to bring a chatas, and that's called the par helim dover shel tzibor. Very strange circumstance. Hard to imagine such a thing would happen. Bezdin made a mistake. Gans klai soul followed them, and then. They have to bring again. Each individual in this case doesn't bring a carbon. Only Bezin has to bring the carbon. That ser- that serves for a kapara for everybody. So of course the million dollar question is: Did this ever happen or not? Do we have you know we like to think we have a history. We have lots of books for the past thousands of years. So the Gemara is not a history book, but there is a brisa in Mesechtas Yuma on Daf Nun Zayin. It's not on the sheets here, but there the Gemara says Amr Abelazer Brabiyasi. Abelazer Brabiyasi says Aniri. You see, I saw the Peroiches when I was in Rome. After the, they took apart the base of Migdash, the said, I saw there were certain drops of blood on the Proiches, and I knew that these, this blood was from a Parhelim Dover Shel And the Gemara discusses there exactly how he knew it, the way it was sprinkled. That's a discussion over there how he knew it was from that car. But you see, at least from that Gemara, that at least one time in history, there was a, re- a record of having a Parhelim Dover Shel Comes along the Rogachover. Ra- Whose call Kolatayr Kula was open to him it says, "I'm going to tell you exactly when that was." It says, "Look at the Gemara in Harius. The Gemara in Harius tells us, Um Rabasi says Rabasi Ubahira Halach Acha Roiv Yosh for Eretz Yisrael." Again, Klai, the Bezdin Paskin for Klai is on a certain halacha that was Chayve Krisis. So we go only if Roiv of Klai Yisrael filed that Hayra. So it has to be 51 percent. How do we measure Klai Yisrael? We don't measure, we don't take into census for this halacha, whoever lived in Chutzlaretz, we have to look at only Yoshevay Eretz Yisrael. If 51% of the Jews living in Israel at the time were went against, listened to the Bezdin, and therefore they transgressed, right? Then it's going to be called Parhel and Dover Shaltzibor. Says the Gemara, how do we know this? Shenema, because the Pusik says in Malachim Alf Periches, Vayashlam Abeisahi Esachog, should sound familiar this Pusik, Vachal Yisrael Imoy Kahal Godom Yilvoy Chamas Anacham Atsarim Afnei Hashem Lakenu, Shiva Sam and Shiva Sam, Arba Asriyoim. Says the Gemara, Michti, Ksiv, the Pusik said, Vachal Yisrael Amay, it said, Kant's Kaisel. Why did the Pasuk have to reiterate and say it was a great congregation, a great gathering of people from Levoi Hamas and Nacham Atzrayim? Shmamina says the Gemara, Hani only when you have Roy of Klayasol of Yoichvayeriti Sol, that's called a Kahal, but if you have Yidin and Chutzar, it's not considered a Kahal. So again, the Pasuk, the Gemara just needs to prove one halachic point of what constitutes the Roy for a par helm dover shall seaboard. Where to go to find the Pasik? Went to Malachim Al of Perches. Now, what happened to the rest of we couldn't find the Pasik before then that would give us a definition of what Kahal is? Why do we have to wait? Why do we have to only go to a Pasik in Navi to tell us what the definition of what Kahal is for Par Helm Dover Shal Tibor? Says Ragachover, it's Pashit. In third source 13, Tafnas Panach. For us, because at that point, have a Bezin Shadokh Yamikipur and Bezdin Paskin. That Yom Kippur was supposed to be pushed off this year, like we spoke about before. 
Okay? So it's very cryptic. But he says, the reason why we're bringing this Pasuk is because Bezdin Paskin then. Well, the Bezdin Paskin correct or incorrect? The Gemara didn't say Bezdin Paskin incorrectly. Comes along source 14 as follows. And this is from the Sefer Igrois Laraya. That's letters written to Ravram Yitzchak HaKoyen Cook, former first chief rabbi of Palestine. And there, this is not Chidushim that he said, these are Chidushim Torah that people sent to him. And this is a letter that was sent to him from a Rav, Rav Avram uh, Dement, who I think was a um, fellow Volozhin Talmud. That, well, I think that's how he knew Rav Kook. I'm not 100% sure. And this is what he writes in a letter to Rav Kook. This is Rav Dement. He says, I heard that's a rocket driver who was a Rav in Davinsk. Kosov Lee, he writes about Hashanah Rabba, Shabiyoyim Zeh, Hekrivu Bimei Shloyma Parhelm Dover Shaltzibur. They brought a Parhelm Dover Shaltzibur. Al, why? Shikigas Hayrosh, Hayru Shloyma Bezdinoi, Bechanukas Beis Amigdash, Tohofer Torah Satsoyim. Because Shloyma Melech and Bezdinoi passed erroneously to Mivatel Yom Kippur. Now he says, like, that's the Gemara in my cotton. The Torah was there, it was a mistake. Says that Rogachev has to prove himself. He's saying a great theory here, but has the Rogachev know they made a mistake? The Gemara doesn't say they made a mistake. Says the Rogachev, I'll tell you it's Poshit. Because the Torah is Kahanim, there's a Medrash that says in Parsha Achrimois, the Posik by Yom Kippur says, That's what the Posik says. Says the Torah is Kahanim, It's like a Medrash Plia. It says, Yom Kippur should be forever a decree, and the Medrash says, the base of him in the base of Migdosh says the Rogachov because the Medrash is telling us not like they did at the times of Shlomo Hamelach. Meaning Chukas means Yom Kippur applies even the base of Rotzalayim. He says, but Chanukas base of Gam can Yitzumu Vuloik Shlomo. They should also have fasted, not like Shlomo Hamelach Paskin. That's Raya number one. Raya number two says the Rogachov. There's a Gemara in Yuma, a very complicated Shachbatai and Pei Aleph, where the Gemara is trying to figure out if there's ever uh, if there's an Azhara for Eno Yom Kippur or not. Okay, so a lot of details and a technicality of the Gemara, but the Rogachar pulls out one line from that Gemara. The Gemara there says that, right, the Pasuk, there was never a heter, says the Gemara, just pulls out one line or half a line of a Gemara, there's never a heter for Eno. That's what the Gemara there says. Whatever the whole context is to make a drasha. Says the Rogachar, meaning, the Gemara says, says there's no exceptions. The Gemara, you'll tell me what it means, only one time in history. It's true, it only happened to have been one time in history, but if there would have been another Hanukkah Sabayis at that time, also would have been. Meaning, the Gemara can't make a drasha emphatic statement to say that there's never a heter b'chalal for Enoi if there is any time as a Hanukkah space on Mikdash. LMI says, you see, the Gemara in Yuma also is clear saying that even for a Hanukkah space on Mikdash, there's no heter for Enoi. And therefore, says the Rogachover, they had to bring a par helum dover shel tzibor. Then, at the end, can you imagine? It's the highlight of Klai Yisrael. We have the finally get a base on Mikdash after being hundreds of years in, in Eretz Yisrael already. The Mishkan's moving around from place to place. Dovod Melech wanted to build a final Shalom Melech builds a base on Mikdash. Everyone's on a high. Everyone comes to the whole Klai Yisrael, packs into the base on Mikdash for seven days, seven days, and the whole time everyone's nervous. Maybe we acted incorrectly. Finally, at the end of the party, seven days later, the, at the end of 14 days, they realize they made a mistake. They bring a par helam dover shel tzibor. A basca comes out and says, Kulcham is the haba. Says the Rogachavar, so when did that happen? Hashanah Rabba. So Zokta Rogachavar, Lechkein Nikva Yom Zadah Kapara. It's klar in the Navi. If you learn Navi like the Rogachavar, you see that it's klar that Yohan Hashanah Rabba was a day where it was already determined that it's a day destined for Kapara. Now, again, is it Mefersh in the Navi? If you're the Rogachavar, it's Mefersh in the Navi. It's not Mefersh in, in most ways. Most people learn Navi, but the Rogachavar said it's klar in the Navi that you see Hashanah Rabba was the day that the Klai saw en masse was Zaycha to a Kapara, and therefore, Zokta Rogachavar, that's a day why um, we have uh, Kapara as well, which will be Zaycha and Hashanah Rabba. And I heard from Wyra Jacobson when he said this Vard over, he said, this mamash fits in Gishmak. Tonight by the Zmiris, we said, right, and Hamavdu ben Kadesh Lachol, we said, Slachno al Kal Now, again, if you look in the article, the basic translation is Slachno, we should have forgiveness for the Kal and the Chomer, for the light things that we did, so to speak, or the heavy things that we did. But Zokta, uh, Jacobson was saying over, Slachno al Kal according to Rogachev, forgive us for the Kal this erroneous Kal which was such a massive mistake that Klai Yisrael made at the time, we should always be get that, continue to get that Kapara. Okay. Why Matzah Shabbos? Really, that because that was really written for Matzah Yom Kippur. Okay, that's a whole different discussion. All right, here we go. It fits in the good this year because this year Matzah Shabbos is Hashanah Rabbah. All right, comes along. Okay, that's all Hashanah Rabbah. We have the sources in the Torah from Mishpatam. We have Yosef Atzadik. We have now sources in the Navi for Hashanah Rabbah being a day of Kapara. Now we have the Gemara Bavli 101. 
Right, Gemara and Sukkah, Daf Mem Dalad, where the Gemara discusses all the different Minhagim of Arava, what was the Beis Hamikdash, and what we do today. So we're just going to cut out some of the Gemaras there and try to bring it all together. So the Gemara, excuse me, the Gemara says Itmar, Rav Yechanan, Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Chad Amar, Arava was Yisoy Nevim. The fact that we celebrate the last day of Sukkah, the day of Arava, was a Yisoy Nevim, was an institution by the Nevim. Vechad Amar. And one says, Arava was minig nevi'im. Arava is just a custom of the nevi'im. The Gemara brings a proof that Rabbi Yechon was one said, you say nevi'im. What's the chilek if it's a minig nevi'im or say nevi'im? They both sound like we should do it, right? And the answer is yes, we should do it either way. Rashi just speaks out. Rashi over there on the top right says, you say nevi'im, takonas nevi'im achroinim, who were chagi zechari malachi. They were the ones who instituted this. They were the ones who misakin many takonas of Yisrael. If it's a minig, says Rashi, hen higu esa'om, so they trained the people, they accustomed the people, v'loi tiknulem, but it wasn't a, a takana. V'nafkamina, what's the difference? D'loi boi bracha. D'lekalameim evetzivonu da'afilu b'chla loi sasolesa, meaning Hanukkah, Purim, those are also takanas uh, neviim, or, or even later, but those were takanas that we were instituted, we have to do this, and if we make a bracha, we make, we like Hanukkah lecha, make a bracha, we, we, we uh, read the Megillah, we make a bracha. Arava says the Gemara, according to Mandamar's Minig, Minig means we should do it, we have to follow the practice, but since it wasn't instituted with the same oomph, therefore it doesn't get a bracha. The Gemara continues in Amad Beis, and it says, Amar Evu, Evu was the father of Rav, said, Someone brings Evu and Arava, Shokil, he took it, Chavit, Chavit, he did Chavit, we'll see exactly what that means in a minute, Veloi Baruch, he didn't make a bracha when he took the Arava. Because Evu held Minig Nevi'im. It's only a minute, like we said before. If you hold it to Minig, you don't make a bracha. The Mark continues, Evu. This is Evu the second, which is uh, Rav's grandson. So the original Evu's great-grandson. V'chizkiah b'nei barte de Rav. Right? So these are the uh, sons of the daughter of Rav, Rav's grandchildren. I saw Rav the de Rav. So they brought to the grandfather Rav in Arava. Chavit, Chavit. Again, he did Chavita. Again, Kasav Minig Nevi'im. So we think Gemara says, this is how we, we come out. We paskin that Arava is a Minig Nevi'im. Says Rashi, what does Chavit mean? Lashin ni ua, ni nua. He shook it, like we do now, knew him with the lulav. Says Rashi, Chavit means they brought these aravas to Rav or to Evu. He took it in his hand, he did a little shake, and then he, um, and he was yaitza like that. Minig nevi'im, Rashi just says, Begvulin, v'lo yisoy nevi'im, it's not yisoy, hilkach e'na tzricha bracha. Okay, so you have the Gemara Klar just saying, what do you got to do in Hashanah Rabbah? Have your grandchildren bring you aravas, shake it a little bit, and you're done. I don't know, maybe grandchildren love to bring a few, but that's the story in the Gemara, that's what, that's what it came like. And we don't make a bracha. Rashi says, do a shake. The Rambam says in Surah 16, just at the end there, the Rambam says, he types the word chavata, we're more familiar with, to actually hit it on the ground. Right? The chavit, the last line, the Rambam there says, v'chavit ba'la karka, or klip pa'am, it shows two or three times, b'loi bracha. Shadavrazem minig nevimi. So again, we have machalikis, we shine him if we shake it, or if we bang it, and the Ramah actually brings both of these. But be that as it may, the point is, we take that rava, and we do some mice with it, and that's what the minig nevi'im is. Now, what type of minig is this? Nevi'im, right? In the base of Migdash, they had a whole different process, right? They brought aravas, they put it around the mizbeach, they, they hung it over the mizbeach. We don't have to go through all those gemaras right now. We can't do that all night. Maybe a different time. But the nevi'im come along and say, everyone should take an arava, do a little shake with it, or do a hit with it, and uh, be done with it. Like, what type of minig is that? Like, you know, we're not reading a megillah, we're not lighting a menorah, like. What are we accomplishing by taking these aravis and just doing a little hit or a little shake? So before we get to that, let's see the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch in Source 17 really now is going to speak out some of them in Hagim of Hashanah Rabbah. And if you follow the underlines, you'll see something very interesting. Says, uh, says the Shulchan Aruch, B'yoyim Ashvi, the seventh day, Shu Hashanah Rabbah, Noigim laharbais b'mizmayim kemar b'yantif. So he says it's like yantif, and therefore we have a long pesuk in the Zimra. However, says the Ramah, V'enayim nishmas, like we know, very, it's very confusing unless you have a machsa, all the back and forth. We take out the Sefer Torah, you say, Again, the Ramah says, because the Shana Rabbah is like a Yantif. Then you say, So which Nusuch you use? After most of you use a Yantif Nigan. Okay, so three times already, the Shulchan Aruch and Ramah told us that there's a lot of Yantif Minhagam and Hashanah Rabbah. Then he gets involved, you don't do Malach until after you leave Shul. And a certain pizbon, you say, if there's a bris. And then he says, in the middle there, the Ramah says something very interesting, which will references back to what we said before. There's an omen. There's an omen. 
somehow in the shade, in the, in the, in the um, shadow of the moon, there's some omen there. If you, look, if you know how to look at it, you'll see what's going to happen to you and your relatives that year. We don't get too involved in this. You don't want to ruin your mazel. People don't understand what they're looking at anyway. Ramah says, don't get involved in this. But when you walk out tonight, don't look at the moon for too long. But this is what the, the um, Rakech said. We saw in the beginning, the Rakech said that the sale of the din is, vis- is available. And the Ramah says that somehow Maruma's in the Levon. I saw brought down the Messiah's Moshe Chedek Beis that in Luban, when Ramosha was the Rav in, in Russia before he came to America, they stayed up all night, like the Minnan Klai Yisrael is, and they said to Hillim, and they had a special Yerasa, they said between each Sefer Tillim, it had to do with the Tzel HaLavona. I don't know exactly what they said, they didn't bring down the Nusach, but this was a Minnan Klai Yisrael. So even though the Ramah said, don't get too involved in it, but there uh, is such a Minnan. Okay, back to the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch continues, and now he's going to change courses. Okay, so until now, it's all Yontif, we're, we're Yontif heavy. Now says the Shulchan Aruch, Umarbim Ketas Beneris, we light additional candles on Hashanah Rabbah, Kemar B'Yom Kippur, like, it's like, like Yom Kippur. Umedaktim says Ramah, those who are Medaktik, they go to the Mikvah, Kodim Lois HaShachar, like Erev Yom Kippur, so it's Yom Kippur Dik. V'yesh Noigim says Ramah, we wear a Kittel, like Yom Kippur. So now we have three times to correspond to the three Yom Toivim, we have three times back, it's like Yom Kippur. Then concludes the Shulchan Aruch, why are we doing all these things? Like we know, the Mishnah tells us that Sukkot is the, the din for Mayim. And we untie the Lulav. And we go around the Bima seven times. for water. Again, so we say it's Yantif, we say it's Yom Kippur, and then the Shulchan Aruch concludes that we untie the Lulav, we go around seven times. Well, when we untie the Lulav, is that because it's like Yantif, or that's because it's like Yom Kippur? Right? You got to balance it out. We have three and three so far. So now what's the Shulchan I forgot to tell us? Everything so far is, is categorized. Certain things we do are like Yantif. Certain things we do are like Yom Kippur. So question number one is, what is the point of untying the Lulav? The other point, I want to just take a, a, we'll digress for a minute for a lighter point. The Shulchan forgot to mention one very important halacha that Jews are all mocked on for generations, right? If it's like Yantif, we're missing one aspect. The food. Says the Archa Shulchan in 18, don't forget the minig is also to make a sudas yantif on Hashanah Rabbah. Machal toivim, eat good food. And of course, says be careful, don't overeat because you come into Shemini Atzeres, and you have to be careful not to overeat because then you get into Shemini Atzeres and you're gonna have you're not gonna be able to eat on yantif. So that's a technical issue. But there's still a minig says Aruch Hashulchan to eat, and the Aruch Hashulchan concludes good yantif toiv. We say good yantif loy Meaning Hashanah Rabbah is like a yantif. We have a meal, and uh, we don't and we do say good yantif. We don't just say good moid. Or you can say Gutten Kvittel. Either one of them is the appropriate greeting for, for Ashana Rabbah. Now, just in case you want to know what's on the menu for Ashana Rabbah Suda, says the time in Hogim and Tuf Tuf Tzadi Hey, source 19. There are three times a year that the Minna Klaisol is to eat Kreploch. Right? Every time we clap, we eat Kreploch. What's Kreploch? Kreploch are a, um, like a Kanish type food. It's a dough and inside is meat. And says the three times a year we eat that is Purim, Hashan Rabbah, and Erev Yom Kippur. Why says Time in Hogim? Mishum Shayyam Ma'elu these days are like a Yantif. Because we have to eat and drink, we have to have a suda. But velo yantif gom, it's not a real yantif. Shemutar b'melacha u'masamatim. A person that do melacha on Hashan Rabbah and Purim and Avim Kippur. Vimkain ha yantif. So the yantif is baskasya. The yantif is covered over. Where's the simcha of yantif in the basar? So the basar is covered. Velo bezgalia, but it's not revealed. That's why it's covered by dough. And he said that's what's smachta b'chagecha. Okay, he makes a little chasidish and tough shalom avav. He says a little more deep that somehow meat represents din, and somehow dough represents rachamim, so the din is covered, the rachamim overcomes it. Okay, so you have a little more chassidish minig. If you have such a minig, it's a great minig. You should enjoy it. If you don't, the point is you should have a suda. Even though Rosh Litvak says you should have a suda in Hashan Rabbah. Okay, back to us. We're done with the food break. Okay, now, what's going on? Is it Yantif? Is it Yom Kippur? We're untying the lulav, says the lavush. In Source 20. Uh, it says, We take off the knots, the, 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 um, the rings of the, uh, thank you, of the uh, lulav. The Samach he brings, the Rishonim said, the reason why we take off the rings is because in the Torah it says you take a kapais tamarim. Kapais, which is the lulav, kapais tamarim, the, the branches of the tamar tree, kapais is spelled chaser vav. It should be chaf pei vav saf. In the Torah it's spelled chaf pei saf. So it's chaser vav, says the Rishonim loimar, Vav yom is for six days. It should be tied because kapitz also means tied. So for six days we bind the lulav. And the seventh day, we take off the binding. That's pshat number one. Says Lavush, that's not the main reason. 
Aval Ikra Tamu, the main reason is to increase Simcha. There's more Simcha. If you shake a lula without rings, it's Simchadik, says Lavush. Now, this is very strange. I mean, it's fun, makes more noise, but why is that the Taich of Simcha? We think of Simcha, we think of Bas of Yayin. You know, for other people, it's, it's, it's a certain the clothing is nice. However, you Taich up Simcha. But shaking a lulav without rings brings us to Simcha. The Lavush continues, we're not done yet. Says Lavush and Sif Gimel. Then we get to Ishanis, right? And we knock them on the ground. Two or three times. All these customs, we do on Sukkis. It's for Simcha. You know why we hit that rose on the floor? Simcha. Doesn't that bring you joy? Because how do I know? Just like we do by Simcha's Pesha We do Simcha's Pesha there. I understand. You got food. You got things going on, right? There's dancing, there's music, it's Lebedic. But here we have untying the lulav, says Lavush brings us simcha, and hitting the arabas on the floor brings us simcha. Let's see if we can figure this out. Says Darach HaShulchan in 21. How many arabas do we take? So we didn't focus on this so much before, but the Gemara seemed to apply they had one or two arabas. It wasn't seeing a major number. The Raman said two or three. But as we know, the meaning is to have five. And the Arach HaShulchan, the Shur brings this down as well, just bringing the Arach HaShulchan. He says, we take it, we hit it on the ground two or three times. It says, The appropriate amount of times to hit it is five times. Says the Arach HaShulchan, why? And then he forgets to tell us the reason. He says, there is a reason, period. Right, that's the end. I, it's not because he didn't write it. I mean, I didn't cut it out. It's not there. I mean, you look it up. I, I didn't. There's no. I mean, the other things I cut out. I can tell you, but this I didn't cut out. He doesn't tell you the reason. Back and forth. How many aravas we're supposed to take in the bundle? He says you should take a lot because What's the minig? Five. Tie them together and v'yeshbazetam. And again, the reason he doesn't tell you. So now. Like we said in the beginning, Hashanah Ram is a day of mysticism. There's many things that have to do with five. Or there's many reasons Svar Makhtashin gave about number five, why we hit it on the ground. But I'm trying my best. I was focusing, thinking, what's the most simple pshat? We have simcha, we have five. Five is nothing. We never have things that are five, right? We have seven days of the week, seven is teva, we have the mile of teva, we have ten, all types of chamisha, chamshatah. What we got five? Five is not a popular number in Judaism. It's just not, right? So I tried my best. Here we go. Says source number 22. If we remember, we said before, what the Gemara, when the Gemara introduced us to Arava, Bavli, simple, Ashan Rabba, what is Arava? Arava is either Yisoyed Nevi'im or Minig Nevi'im. So Chag is Chayim Malachi, Rashi said, instituted this. This is a Minig we're supposed to do, the Nevi'im instituted it. And we're just carrying through a Minig that they did. What are five qualities of a Navi? There are five qualities of a Navi. Says the Gemara in, in the Dharm, source number 22, only meaning he gives his, his the Shechina, which is Ruach HaKadosh, which is Nevuah, comes on someone who's number one, a Gibar, number two, an Ashir, number three, a Chacham, number four, an Anav. We learn the law from Moshe. It's a massive if this means when we talk about a Chacham, we talk about a, a Gibar, an Ashir, we're talking about physical qualities, or we're talking about you know spiritual qualities, meaning in Midas. We'll go past this. The Rambam says he's all talking about a Midas. A Gibar is Ezo, a Gibar, Kavish is Yitzray, Ezo, Asher, Smech, Bechelkai, Chacham is Lemmy, Kal Adam, Anav is self explanatory. So according to the Rambam, these are all good Midas. These are four. We need five. Says the Rambam, and Hilchas study that Torah is explaining Nevoah. He says the only way a, nevu- a Navi could get Nevoah is when. So you can have all the qualities of being a Navi. A Gibor, Asher, Chacham, Anav, those are the four qualities. The Gemara says, Ram Paskins them. But without Simcha, Simcha is the only way we could be Zeichet to Nevoah. So we have five things in Nevi'im. We're masakin for us to do what? Take to Arava. How many Aravas do we take? Either one, two, three, four, or five. What's our minute? says it's Arach Shulchan. Five. V'yesh was that time. There's many mystical reasons. I'm going to try to explain that I think these five represent the idea to remind us there's no bracha because the minute of the How are we going to remember where this came from? Got to remember the five steps of being a Navi. We should all be zaychet to be a Navi. It says the Ramban, so why are we doing an action for? Right? Just take it and do a little shake or just do nothing. Why do we have to actualize anything with our Rava? Says Ramban, very interesting aside. The first part of the Ramban is famous. The second part I don't think is as famous, but maybe now it'll become famous. Says the Ramban, Vida. The first part of the Ramban is talking about Maisava Simlabonim. That's the Ramban, the Ramban's uh, Vardi says numerous times about Chumash, especially in Sefer Brashis and Shemais. There are many things that happened 
that are a uh, a, a sign to what's going to happen in the future to us, to the sense of the others. But says the Ramban something very interesting about Nevuah. Vida, ki kol gezeres irin, all the gezeres of the irin, which is referring to the Nevi'im, kashatetem ikoyach ha-gezer el poyal dimyoin, tia gezer miskayemes al koponim. When there's something effectuating the Nevuah, excuse me, when the Nevuah is accompanied with a physical action, that sets the Nevuah into place, and it cannot be choyzer. He says, v'lechein, We'll see two examples when Nevi'im did certain actions where they did a Nevi'o. Like Yirmiyo, at the end of Sefer Yirmiyo, in Perak Nadalaf, Shetziva Lebaruch, and the Pasuk He was giving him instructions. the last Nevi'o of Yirmiyo. Mama right before he's about to die. He tells him to all the things of how Bavel is going to be destroyed, what he should do. He should write it all down. He should take the Sefer with him to Bavel. He should get to Bavel, read it in Bavel, and then what does he do with everything he wrote? Throw it into the river. It says, Tik Shalav Evan, throw it, take this like book that you wrote, tie it to a stone, paras, throw it into the paras. Just like I'm throwing this into the river, so to say, so to Bavel should sink. That's his nevuah. What did he do again? He told him the instructions, everything, the message you should tell them, write the messages on a paper. After you read it to the people in Bavel, take a stone. With attach the paper to it and throw it into the river and say just like this is singing, so too you're gonna sing. What is this? Some hocus pocus? No, says the Ramban. Any time a navi accomplishes his navua by also attaching to it a certain pula, that solidifies it and that brings it the uh, Says also by Elisha, the last navua of Elisha, Right, the, I think it was Yoyash who came to him, who was a Russia. And he wants to have success in the battle. So Elisha touches and tells him to throw out the arrows towards the enemy. Throw out the, the, throw out the arrows. All the psukim of the Ayin Sham. Then Elisha got upset at him because he didn't throw out all the arrows, only did some of them. And Lefikach says the Ramban concludes and says, Meaning, the Ramban is bringing two sources in Nevuah that you see when the Navi wants to actualize and make sure and put into motion something's actually going to happen from the Navuah he's saying, he does it with the Misa. So I would, I would like to suggest, I think that's Peshat, Chag Zechariah and Malachi are coming. One of the last Takanas that they are doing is for future generations. What are we doing on Hashanah Rabbah? We said before, Bechag Nidoyin Alamayim. We're coming here, we're tell, they're telling us to be Masaki, we have to remember the base of Migdash, we have a Minig Nevi'im. How are we going to remember it's a Minig Nevi'im? We're going to take the five Arabas to represent the ideas of the Nevi'im, the five attributes of, of a Navi, namely uh, Gibar, Asher, Chacham, Anav, and most importantly, Simcha. Now, this is what I was thinking. You can argue with me. But I think if you listen carefully to the rhythm tomorrow morning during Halal, because we're supposed to take off the rings, hopefully people remember to do that, by Halal, there's a nice rhythm. When you get the, it's, and the, the Rambam says one of the ways that a Navi gets himself into Simcha is what? With music. Music and pleasant sounds is what brings a person to simcha. I think the idea of, of taking off the rings, like Lavush said, it's not me, Lavush said it's for simcha. There's more simcha when you take off the rings because the nanua sounds much nicer. It sounds like a, a nice wind flow, wind blow. I think the idea also of the Aravas hitting on the ground, I think you can argue this, but I think you could say that we want to actualize the Nevuah. The whole point of Hashanah Rabbah is to down for rain. That's Pashas. You look at all the things that we're going to say tomorrow morning at the end, after we go around seven times, all we're talking about is the rain should come down, we should have a successful year in Parnas, so everything should go well. And then what do we do? We make a wind sound. Right? What do we say? Right? Wind is dependent on the rain. Uh, the rain is dependent on the wind. If you don't have the wind coming, you're not going to have the rain. The wind, the wind has to bring the clouds. Earth Science 101. Right? So I think the only way we can actually, we're not going to pour water in shul. That's not a good minig. Right? So what's the best thing we could do? We could take the arve nochal, the arovis, which grow by the water, and hit them on the ground to make the sound that mimics the idea of actualizing of Nevuah, because that's a Nevi'im, that's what Nevi'im do. If Nevi'im want their prophecy to come true, you want to have a successful year, what Elisha should do, what Yirmiyahu did, he actualized his Nevuah by doing a Misa. That's the best I can tell you right now. And everyone can have another Pshat. But I want to go back to the first Shai that we started with. What on earth does Yosef HaTzadik have to do with Hashanah Rabbah? We start off that the first remnants in the Torah, B'chayim Kanievsky told us, to, to Hashanah Rabbah is from Yosef HaTzadik, the last Pasuk in Parshas Vayechi. So here, I tuned in to B'chayim in Perak Shira, B'chayim Kanievsky in his Pirish on Perak Shira, and I would like to suggest the following. In the Perak Dal of Perak Shira, it starts off that the Tarnagal, the rooster, starting from Chatzois, every hour on the hour has a different Shira. B'chol Ravi, the fourth hour, middle of the night, 
says the Pasuk, Lishuascha Kavisi Hashem. Says Reb Chaim, this is Reb Chaim Kanievsky in a sefer called Perak Bashir, which is a Pirish on Perak Shir, in the Bryce of Perak Shir. He says, What's beside in the fourth hour that the Tarnagal, the rooster, is calling out Lishuascha Kavisi Hashem? So he says as follows, Yisbar, we can explain this, Apia, Muva B'svarim, like the Svarim tell us, Shamachemes Goy Gumogoy, that we, re- we, re- we read this morning in the Haftarah. Machemo Goy Gumogoy, Yimshach Gumoshoy, so it'll take three hours. We said in Hashanah, it's on Friday, we're going to say it again tomorrow. We say, Hashanah, Sholoi Shoi, Hashanah. What's three hours? Says Reb Chaim, it's Pasha referring to, you want to be saved from Machemes Goy Gumogoy. Mavur Mimachilta, Mimachilta says, okay, the, 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 tzadik, uh, the, the Rishayim only punished step by step. And the conclusion, he says, brings a Pasik. He says, Mavur, Shon, skipping a line, he says, Bimachilta, Dahainu Bene Tzachama, meaning the end of the Mohama, Goy Gumogoy, is going to be over by sunrise. The whole war, says Reb Chaim, is going to take three hours. It's going to be over by sunrise, so work backwards. Three hours before sunrise is the fourth hour of the morning. Then there'll be the downfall of Goy Gumogoy. The Mohammed's Goy Gumogoy is going to start three hours before sunrise, the middle of the night. When is that going to be? Says Reb Chaim, it's Pasha. That's Hashanah Rabbah, because the Medrash Tapiyah says the Mohammed's Goy Gumogoy is Hashanah Rabbah. Reb Chaim Kevsky had all the Midrash on his fingertips. So again, According to Rechaim, Pshad in the Tarnagol, the fourth hour of the morning, meaning the middle of the night, saying Hashem, because that's that's the beginning of Mechamez Gagamogog. Mechamez Gagamogog is going to take three hours, like we say, Hashana, Shaloi Shoi, Hashana. When is that going to start? That's going to start on Hashana Rabbah morning. That's why the Minning in Kalai saw always has been for Dari Darius. We stay up the night of Hashanah Rabbah, and for the most part, many people say Tehillim. Now, Pashim Shai, the reason why we say Tehillim is because of the Shpizim of Davin Amelech. Another good reason to say Tehillim is because it's going to be Levedik, the night of Hashanah Rabbah, right? This is Machamas Goy Gomogai. Now, what happens at the end of Machamas Goy Gomogai? That's Rashi in Sukkah. Rashi tells us in uh, Source 26, the Gemara there brings a Pasuk in Zechariah, a totally different discussion talking about whether or not they have to separate the men and women in the, in the base of Migdash. And it brings a riot from Pasuk in Zechariah. So Rashi says, what's the context of that Pasuk? Says Rashi, V'safta aretz, b'nefuaz Zechariah, u'misnabe la'asid she'yaspidu ha'mashiach ben Yosef. Zechariah is saying the Nevoah, he's saying Zechariah is giving a hespid for Mashiach ben Yosef, she'nerag, because when is, when is Mashiach ben Yosef going to be killed? B'machem as goi gomogi, and the Mashah explains over there as well, in the Gula Asida, b'mher b'yemenu, betchila yavah Mashiach ben Yosef, is going to be two Mashiachs, the first Mashiach and Mashiach ben Yosef, who will be Mashiach Kla Yisrael, like it says, Beis Yosef lahava, Beis Yosef lakash, she'en zara shal Yosef kala elayde Mashiach ben Yosef, and then he's going to get killed, and then we'll be zaycha Beis Hashem to Mashiach ben David. So again, what just happened? When's Mechemes Goy Gomogoy? Hashan Rabbah, in the middle of the night. What's going to happen? Mechemes Goy Gomogoy? Sheikh Ben Yosef is going to be killed. Makes a lot of pshat. Pashas Vayechi, what happened? Bikesh Yaakov, the Galas right? What happened? It was Sassan from him, right? He felt he couldn't do it. What happens in the last Pasik of Pashas Vayechi? Vayamas Yosef, right? Vayamas Yosef, who may have asked Hashanim, says Rechayan Kanevsky, that's the remez of Hashan Rabbah. Why Hashan Rabbah? Because that's when the Kate is going to be, with the killing of Mashiach Ben Yosef. That we should be zaycha to be safe from the Muhammad's Gaga Magai, but we zaycha to a good fiddle.